You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Actaus. Each episode, I dig deep into the world of cars with news, reviews, and other random motor talk. From engine cars to EVs, I'm here to entertain you whilst you're nipping through traffic or even whilst you're stuck at home trying to change your exhaust. But warning, I may ramble on about Fiat Pandas. You've been warned. Anyway, engage launch control. It's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode two of the third series of the Piston Podcast, where I start with a bit of an apology. This week I'm joined by a special guest, but he is from Scotland. And this being a podcast, I can't put subtitles in, so you're going to have to make do. Ladies and gentlemen, Lewis Mackland, hello. Hello, thanks for having me on. I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. We've been talking on social media for months now endlessly it seems to be every day talking about yeah Leyland and stuff like that and this fiat is it pandas. finally fiat pandas of course you know it and finally we are talking for the first time and i'm sure it won't be too long until i'm on the road and we can go on an epic road trip or something in the in the panda and your mg3 which we'll be discussing a lot about later on so what have you been up to today or recently anything exciting driving the mg driving the mg as quick as possible i'm guessing yeah yeah of course. Uh, for me, it's not been as interesting. I've just been doing schoolwork, but even that I've slowly given up with. I think I've only done about yeah. two lessons today and I thought, yeah, screw yeah. it. Let's do some podcasting instead. So now, um, introduce yourself. What are you, what do you do? Uh, what do you like, your interests, just in general? Um, I'm Lewis. I'm 19, nearly 20. That's quite scary thinking about it. <laughs> um, I am a university student, I work in a supermarket and I have a one-man band car belting business in the summer. Yes, so we could start off by I, talking. I do many things. Many things, I know I'm the same really, you can't, you can't explain yourself simply, there's so many things to talk about. Let's start off by talking about your little detailing business. Now it's called LM Valeting and it's in Aberdeenshire where you are. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how long have you been valeting for? Uh, well, I got my first car three years ago. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this week or last week. So, I've always, since I got the car, I've always been wanting to look after it. But I started the, the business, if you can call it that, in the yeah. summer of 2019. I, I just finished school. Yeah. Um, I had a part-time job, but I wasn't getting too many hours there, and I was looking for something else to do. So I thought, went round to my auntie's house to do her car. Shout yeah. out Auntie Alison. <laughs> um, she put a picture on Facebook, and then it kind of took off from there. Yeah, well, that, that's amazing. I think I've always liked washing cars, but I've never, ever, ever done it professionally. Like when we had our Toyota Yaris before the Panda, um, I don't, I'd only ever do really basic washes on it i'd just get the hose give it a hose and then that's it and that's what i used to call washing a car it's just not right but when we got the panda i sort of decided to step up my game a little bit by investing in some car shampoo um (laughs) and it seems to do the job i know at least it's not very liquid or oh i know or anything like that even i get offended by that and there there was a video i'm ashamed to say it but there's a video on tiktok and it was a guy that is using a brick to uh, wash his car. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> he got a I brick. Mean, it, and it, it takes the dirt it. off. It does take the dirt off, but it takes takes the paint off. 
yeah paint, I know. paint as well with us it's, it's not ideal and if you are listening and looking to wash your car it's definitely definitely not advised um but yeah i mean i think car washing especially if it's on a car you like or you get something from it it's really rewarding i find yeah and especially yeah. especially in a lockdown it's something to do isn't it yeah that's all i did in the summer yeah i'm the same i'm very well, guilty I, I when it comes to that I could never wash the van because I was always washing somebody else's van. So, yeah, your own car as a detailer, your own car gets a little bit forgotten. Yeah, I know. Running about in it. Yeah. Now, for the listeners that maybe are unfamiliar with you, um, which can't be many. Everybody knows who you are, surely. (laughs) What cars? Famous. (laughs) What? What you will be. What cars do you have? Um, I have a 2018, very fancy, Whoa. MG3. It's an MG3 three-form sport yeah. and affectionately known as Morris the MG3. Yeah. Um, formerly known as Molly by the previous owner, which yes. was a bit of a shock to me. Yeah, um, gender change. I've got a 2006 Peugeot partner, um, affectionately known as Pierre. Yes, which, which is the Valentine van. Yeah, very famous for whizzing about Aberdeenshire with soap and stuff in the back. And Massive plume of black smoke coming out the back of it. And faulty electrics. Faulty <laughs> electrics, my... yes. That is very stereotypically Peugeot, isn't it? That yes. The smoke out the back work. and the electrics and stuff like that. But oh well, it just makes it all very comedic, doesn't it really? Yeah, adds character. Of course, of course. Now, the sort of theme of this show, because there's sort of like a car of the week uh, each week, this, this week it's the MG3. Now, we're going to save the MG3 chat for in a bit, so we're going to have to sort of, you know, calm ourselves calm down. down. I know, exactly. And then we can go through all the specs and we can just talk for hours, well, not for hours, unfortunately, about MG3s. Because if I'm honest, before you got yours, I didn't really give them a second thought. But yeah. I've been seeing them recently on the road, and I'm like, oh, it's an MG3. They're actually really smart cars. But anyway, we're talking yeah. about them already, so we'll, we'll try and stop there. Let's go back to the valeting side of things. Uh, what do you like most about valeting cars and vans? What do you like most? The feeling afterwards of looking at the res- what it was, the state it was in before and seeing what you've done to it now and the whole process of going through it and the, the learning process as well. Of course, um, yeah. When I started off um, 18 months ago, coming up for two years ago, it was very different to what I was doing now in terms of the products I was using and the processes. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And the car I had as well. And that the car you had, yeah. You had the iGo, which we'll talk about as well, because um, okay. little Toyotas, they're just... I can't believe I did it with that car for so long. I know. Well, I can't either, really. What did you do? Yeah. Did you fold the seats down or what did you do? I don't think I had the seats down because I used the back seats and the footwells yeah. as storage. But Yeah. Uh, it, was it a five-door? Yeah, it was, it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. That was handy because yeah. it had two side doors. Of course. I, I'd much prefer five doors to three doors. I think they're a lot more practical. They just make more sense. And you can... This is going off topic, but you can just open the back door to put something in it. Yeah, if you of don't course. Want to open the boot or whatever. And people, because when we had our Yaris, it was a three door, which was I wasn't a fan of it. I'd, I'd prefer if it was a five door. And whenever anybody wants to get in and out of the back, you have to get out as the passenger. You have to move now. It's annoying. It's just not right. Yeah. Not right at all. But anyway, if you had to choose any car in the world to clean, what would you choose? 
something small. <laughs> yeah, I can relate yeah. to that actually. Oh, any car in the world? Yeah, I think PLP fifty maybe or <laughs> yeah, or a Mark One Mini. I would love to yeah. just store one of those. Yeah. So. If you're in Aberdeenshire and you've got a Mark 1 Mini and you're wanting it detailed, <laughs> give me a shout. Get in contact, yeah. That's so, my plug of the day. <laughs> well, there'll be plenty of plugs, don't worry, and you'll have chance at the end to plug socials and stuff like that, so hopefully that'll be beneficial. What are your future plans for LM Valeting? Anything you can share freely? or? Ooh, I've been thinking of how I'm going to mix this up this yeah. summer, but I'm adding in a deep interior clean service. So including yeah. the steaming and the shampoo of the seats, I'm adding that in. Because um, I found a lot of people have stains in their seats. Yeah. But I don't know how or who or what to get rid of it with. And, um, uh, and looking more into the protection of the cars as well. So polishing and waxing afterwards. Yeah. I want, I want to dive deeper into that. Well, of course. It's, it's always upwards and onwards or onwards and upwards yeah. isn't it You're constantly trying to improve products um now this is quite a uh, quite a funny question and you can be uh, a bit sarcastic with this what is your opinion on wannabe valeters you know you see people like me um <laughs> recording youtube videos and posting videos and trying to you know call themselves valeters even though they're just doing the basic stuff what's your opinion on them it's a little bit cringe seeing someone use a dry sponge against oh, no. a, filthy, a filthy black car. But oh god, yeah. If if they generally don't know any different and you're trying to teach them and they take it on board, that's great. But you'll find some people who you'll you'll give them a polite nod, saying, "Hey, if you maybe do this, that, or the other next time," and they don't take it, then it's frustrating. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, right. Um, and the last question in terms of the valeting, although we might come to it again later on, what's your opinion on car washes, you know, autonomous car washes? Because I know they're the, the devil. The spinny brushy ones. Yeah, the spinny brushy ones. Never. I will never, ever take <laughs> any of my cars through them, ever. No. My mum and dad, I'm probably going to get around for this, but mum and dad had an argument many, many years ago <laughs> in a blue focus, and dad took mum's car through the car wash against yeah. both of our wills and we were both screaming and the car was <laughs> ruined afterwards oh um, no so we've moved on we're a happier family now oh i know but, yeah well, i bet it took a while we have yeah. well we used to we used to we've never done it with the panda um because i say no I'm, I'm against it um but we've done it with the scenic and they're just useless they're so useless because they by the end actually of, clean no they don't clean you end up with a lot of dust still all over the car uh, I don't know, brake dust on the rims still. It just it doesn't get in all of the gaps yeah. like if you were to do it on your own. So and there are a lot of money as well. Um, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um and I knew you'd answer in that way. So yeah, yeah, quite a funny question. Um now if you don't mind, we're gonna move away from valeting. We're gonna move on okay. to your YouTube channel. Just just introduce, talk about your YouTube channel. Yikes. Okay, I over the years I had millions of YouTube channels. But yeah. the one I've stuck with for longest is called Macklin's Motors. Yeah. Um, which is sort of a, a funny name I've given my activities. And it's, it's very good. I've it was only a couple of weeks that I've taken it seriously, but I'm doing car reviews that I can get my hands on. I'm looking into doing sort of detailing tips. Um and I've got this strange eBay addiction that I can't seem to shake <laughs> off. <laughs> I know, I'm slowly developing it. 
you're still getting it as well. No. It's buying vintage car brochures. Yeah. So sort of speaking them through and that. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been watching quite a lot of your videos recently and I've got to say they're, mm-hmm. they're very, very impressive. And Are they? Of, yeah, I really like them personally. Um, now, you, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you borrowed a Seat Me Electric didn't you for youtube it was me electric car me electric car as i call it the me e or the e me because it just sounds funny oh, the me. so yeah or the me it's so addictive it's so addictive. i think i spent about a minute on one of my last podcasts just saying me just constantly now you've done two videos on the say at me electric you did your first impressions video and then your full review and drive and yeah. what an epic car again before you did that review i didn't give it a second thought but now i really like them i really liked it the most amazing thing for me was it's a car. Yeah. Like, it's just a car that I happens know. to be electric. It's not an iPad or anything like that, as most cars are no. nowadays, like the fermenter that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, yeah, but... I'm not a huge fan of that one. But that's okay. <laughs> well, we'll go on to it in a minute, but luckily this isn't sponsored by Seat or anybody, so we can be truthful. Um, but yeah, the Mi Electric, I really like it. I watched Fully Charged, um, the, the Fully Charged video, and that was yeah. good. I just I went into about two hours of binge-watching Mi Electric videos and then going on to Car Wow by accident and having a look at the lease deals, and even they're amazing. Yeah, they're, they're really incredible. really reasonable. And I actually sat down my parents and said, don't move, watch a few of these videos on this car. And they like the car, but the problem is we'd end up with two small cars, and it is a yeah, bit risky. Too small, yeah. I mean, if I was driving myself, it probably wouldn't be such a problem. Um, but it's because I'm not driving yet. We still need a big family car or whatever. Yeah. Not yet, unfortunately. And bigger electric cars are still... Electric. They should do what? A Leon electric. Yes. That's that a good idea. A, that would be perfect. Maybe with VW e-Golf stuff in the Leon, yeah. and that would be quite good. Volkswagen's already got the bits for it. Yeah, they have. Yeah. And they're quite clearly doing a good job. Um, because obviously everything in the Mi Electric is from the UP. Um, the the EOP. The EOP, which sounds <laughs> Should like... Should sell well in Bradford. <laughs> I know, I know. And then there's the, the electric Skoda Citigo. What's that called? Yeah. I don't know. I, I still think that car should have been called the Skoda City Ego or something like that. Yeah. Just to make it extra Although funny. that car doesn't have an ego though, which is refreshing. Yeah, I know. It's a very, very good car. But anyway, a couple of weeks later, or a week later, you then had a 2021 uh, Seat Cupra Mentor, right? The 1.5 litre. It's a yeah. giant. It's an absolute giant. What was your opinion on that? It wasn't actually as big as I thought it would be. The pictures were deceiving. Yeah. It's about T-Rock size. It's not huge. Is it? Oh, yeah. well, that's surprising. That's very surprising. Yeah. Um, I-, I like the car although I struggle to find its purpose. Yeah. What can I do in it that I can't do in a Leon estate, for example? Well, that, that's exactly what I said when you first got it. You're a bit like, mm, but then you sort of realise towards the end. So that's good. Yeah, I like the look of it. To look at and to drive and to be in, it was a very nice car. I'm, I'm still not convinced. The interior is sure nice. I can do with it. Yeah, the interior is nice. It's lovely. Although, although there's no physical heater controls. No, I don't like that. Which I find annoying. That is really annoying. The back end of it does look all right. The front end still, I just don't like it. I saw one on the road and I just, no, it's not for me. It's just not for me. So, I mean, obviously, 
a lot of people will still buy it because it's SUV sized and they seem to be popular, but yeah, not for me and not for many car enthusiasts. No, it's a bit niche. It is a bit. And I do think it won't be long until current, well, not current enthusiasts, but people that drive cars and SUVs will soon realize that they're actually inefficient, too big, and they're useless. Absolutely useless. Just um, get an estate. Just get an estate. I know. I see. Yeah. I'm trying to convince my mum because she hates estate cars. She doesn't really? like them. Yeah, she spent most of her childhood in estate cars, um, and she's she's hated them ever since. She was telling me a story. Actually, um, my granddad, her mum, used to have an old Rover, 3.5 liter big thing, and the big thing I was looking at yesterday. No, I will, it might be. I don't know. I forgot, I forgot. Well, I forgot what model exactly it is. But she told me a story actually about that car um, that my grandma and my mum were once in it going down a motorway and they started to smell smoke. So they pulled, a, they pulled to the side. All the electrics caught fire. All right. That was a bit of a fail, I know. But anyway, that Cupra video that you've done, it's got 5,000 views. So well done Has on that. It? 5,000 just ticked I over. knew it had 1,500 away when I went back and checked. 5,000? Okay. That is really incredible. And I suppose it's because it's a very new car still, and not many yeah. journalists have got it yet. I think the timing is right. And I struggle to find videos that are in English of it as well, so that might help. I know. I know. I suppose a lot of them would be Spanish or German or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, um, which video are you most proud of overall on Macklin's Motors? I need to look at them. I can't remember what I've done. <laughs> um, I've got up in front of me, so it's easy for me. <laughs> I think the, the full review of the Mi Electric. Yeah. I really like that video. Yeah, that was good. And you've got an interesting technique of recording the footage and then doing a big long voiceover over it, which I don't personally do, but it's something I could consider in future. It's quite good. I was wanting to speak, have... Like speak in it but i wasn't entirely sure what to say yeah well in that case so, it's probably still better to have a script or something yeah. to go by i mean my yeah. my big failing in youtube is i ramble uh, as proved by my latest video <laughs> yeah i can Which... ramble myself but if someone gives me a camera i go all shy and nervous I don't know oh why. well you seem perfectly fine on the podcast which is a good sign yeah <laughs> yeah. anyway um what would you like to film in the future is there a certain brochure a certain car a certain valeting video what would you like to film mg3 driving video be good i'm surprised you haven't done that yet actually i'm surprised as well i need to yeah you definitely definitely need to do that and um uh i've just, just looked at another question but we've already done that um and let's just go to the brochures a minute because you've just you've got a massive collection of brochures haven't you? A massive collection. You put, is it massive? massive? It, it's quite massive, yeah. My mum was yeah. actually saying you're a bad influence because I've started looking at brochures on eBay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's hilarious. But anyway, um, you've started doing brochure videos, which is yeah. fantastic. Really, really good. So you did one on the Leyland Sherpa, um, which, well, it made me buy my own Leyland Sherpa brochure, uh, which yeah. I've still yet to film. And that was that was really good really interesting and the sherpa's a great van really good mm -hmm. and then you moved on to do a brochure video on the british leyland princess 2 from 1978 and that was yeah. also really good really did really you good. like that i was a wee bit shorter i thought well, i rambled too much in the sherpa i don't know i don't know because some people will complain but some people really like it, it it's yeah. youtube is very very difficult because yeah. some people will find it too long some people will find it just right or too short 
it depends how much time people have, but they're both really, really good. And while we're on the topic of brochures, actually, I've still got, because you've been very kind, and back, back, in, back in December time, I think it was, you sent down yeah. some British Leyland uh, pocket guides, which I filmed on my Daniel Drives YouTube channel. They were ace. Plug. They were ace. Properly ace. So, so interesting. Stories. Yeah, I know. Really, really interesting. And recently, you've sent down some brochures here they are they're doing very very well the listeners won't be able to see it because it's a podcast but these are brochures for the rover 75 um the early rover 75 pre-facelift and these are also amazing really amazing so they're immaculate i can't believe how pristine they are absolutely immaculate i'm really really surprised but i put a post out on instagram obviously and i put a post about these on twitter as well a lot of people really like this on twitter because twitter's it's an older audience really and Somebody uh, messaged me and basically said something about how they, I think they used to work at MG Rover and oh, they, cool. had, they had some brochures um, for the facelift Rover 75 and uh-huh. some other Rovers and stuff like that. And they, they said, give me your address and I'll give them to you. So I did. And guess what arrived today? It's <gasps> quite a few, actually. I'll show you and I'll explain it to the listeners because they're fascinating. Really, really fascinating. I'm trying to juggle my own desk. Is that the estate? I can spy this. I love the Rover 75 estate. So, there's the Torah. Yeah. So, this is a go. little guide on the Rover 75 estate. Uh, all this will be on YouTube soon, I'm sure. And this is really interesting. This is obviously the pre-facelift. But this, yeah. is, the, this is the touring. So, I'll put that on the floor. For the earlier face with the four round headlights. Is it? Well, yeah, yes, it is. Yes, yes. And then here's a, a MG price list. Right. And Ooh, this is interesting. Um, MGZR, MGZS, uh, MGZT, ZTT. Oh, it goes on forever. Um, and then there's the new Rover 25. Oh, yeah. Which is the small hatchback that they used to make. Uh, this is the new one. Um, you can tell because it looks a bit city rovery. Um, and then the Rover Range brochure, which goes through the mm-hmm. Rover Range at the time. And then there's the MG, ZT, and ZTT. It's like a massive bulk or something like that. There it is. Now, I am hoping to film a YouTube video on these, but when I film the YouTube video, I'll be happy to send them up to you to return the favour um, yeah. because they're properly interesting. So I'll quite happily send them cool. up north to Scotland and you can have a look and do a video yourself because there we go. really happy that. with them. Really happy. And do you know what the funny thing is? <laughs> going to guess the name of the person who sent them down the morris <laughs> no it's lewis oh really so oh, was it me in disguise it probably was I, I was amazed i was like hold on i've got two lewises now sending brochures it's amazing both with far too much spare time on their hands <laughs> definitely he also sent me a little business card he's got an instagram account um 75z um, where he posts MG Rover content. So I'm going to have a look at that after. I am going to follow that just now. I'm going to follow that. You've got to have a look, yeah. But anyway, brochures, they're a recent obsession of mine. Um, really interesting, actually. Really interesting. Probably too interesting. Because you can accidentally spend way too much time reading about them. There we go, you followed. We just uh, give them, we'll give them a plug. What's the username exactly? It is 75Z, spelt the number 75. And then yeah. Echo Delta Sierra. Shall I have a look? Rover 75Z. And I'll give them a follow as well. 100. Uh, there we go. Followed. Follow. <laughs> there we Yay. go. 
Fantastic. We're giving them a bit of promotion there, actually. So if you're listening to the podcast, thank you for sending them down. And I'll give you a message later. Um, but yeah, anyway, enough of brochures. I think, I think we should probably move on to your cars in general. Because <laughs> we could go on forever. Now, you currently own an MG3. And I think we should start off with that. Okay. So I'm going to run through some of the basic specs. And then we can talk a bit in general about the car. It's amazing. Really amazing. So the price new for the pre-facelift, which is the one I'm mainly talking about, was just under 10 grand, wasn't it? 9,495. I think that was for the top model, wasn't it? Was it? I think well, so. Well, that, that's even more impressive. That's really cheap. Mine's, mine's a very late one. Mine's is an 18, a March 18 plate. Yeah. Um, so it's one of the very last pre-facelifts. Yeah. Before the facelift, yeah. Uh, 1.5 litre petrol. Naturally aspirated, which is great. Really, really great. Sure, I like that. Yeah, 105 horsepower, uh, 101 pound-foot of torque, front-wheel drive, five-speed manual gearbox. Apparently, averages 42 mpg. <laughs> what do you get in the MG3? Um, w- would you like my driving style? So, Okay, what's your driving I style? I only have one driving style, and that is Colin McRae driving style. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I think I'm getting, according to the computer on the screen, it says 35, 36. <laughs> um, but that's driving quite hard. But I yeah. have to idle in the morning to clear the windscreen, so in the winter time it's not great. Yeah, of course. But well, surprisingly. I do know someone who drives it properly, and they're getting 42, 43. So. That's, that's relatively similar to the Panda, which is a 1.4. Um, and weirdly has five less horsepower, but it's quicker to 60, quicker to uh, top speed. I think that's because of the gearing. It's either the gearing or because the engine's tuned in a different way or something. I mean, the 1.4 yeah. in the Panda's probably tuned to the max. Um, but yeah, very, very comparable cars. Not to 60, 10.4 seconds, which is not bad. Quicker than what I had before. Yeah, quite a lot, yes. Uh, top speed, 108 miles per hour. Not bad at all. Uh, it no weighs... Comment. No comment. <laughs> Weighs 1,170 kilograms. Uh, it's got an end cap rating of three stars, which is the same as the Panda again. But as long as you don't crash, don't, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose that's just because it hasn't got many of the um, driver aids. I yes, think mostly exactly. end cap is done with lane yeah. assist and stuff like that, which is all yeah. nonsense. So if you crash it, it'll be perfectly fine. But a brand new Fiesta won't let you crash in the first place. Yeah. Which is why it gains more stars, but you can't crash an MG because it handles so well. So. Well, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, and also, if it, MG drivers are just invincible. Invincible. They yeah. just drive into the sunset. 152 grams per kilometre of CO2 emissions. Quite which, a lot. It's quite a lot, but it's less than the Panda, which has got a smaller really? engine. Yeah. It's got about 158, I think, the Panda. Um, so that must be quite expensive to tax then, isn't it? I think it's £200 a year to tax okay. the Panda, a Fiat Panda, which is one of the downsides, but, you know, oh well. Uh, five seats, five doors, obviously. The rivals are alternatives, Dacia Sandero maybe, although I don't know the quality difference. The Renault Twingo, or maybe the Fiat Panda, or maybe the VW Up, just general small cars, really. Or a Fabia. Or a Fabia. Yeah, exactly. There's so, so many cars, all in the small car segments that are rivals to the MG3. Now, pros and cons. Pros, it's nice styling. I do think it's a very nice looking car. Yeah, it's very distinctive. 
it's distinctive yes it looks different it's just nice uh also it's an mg so it's got heritage hasn't it and that's just good yeah. And it gives you an excuse to dress like an old man in tartan and stuff like that. Black cap, mask of, um, flask of tea. Exactly, sort of exactly. And of course, another pro, it's owned by Lewis Macklund himself. Yay. So it's, so, owned, it's owned by a celebrity. There we go. So it'll be worth a fortune when I sell it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. In the advert, it'll say, once owned by Macklund Motors. Um, but, that's and, why my eye goes. So that's why my eye... <laughs> The resale price of my Agro is extortionate. It must be. Yeah, it must be. And cons for the MG3. I've written nothing down. I couldn't think of any, to be honest. Have you got any cons? Um, apart from having to explain what it is every time you go somewhere. Yeah. The ride's a little bit firm around town. Um, so you've got sort of these swerved potholes because it can be quite um, hard. Yeah. But that rewards you on on a b road which is what i prefer doing so it's very stiff um so yeah it, the, the panda's got relatively stiff con- uh, suspension as well and that's done it quite badly as it's proved because this is nothing to do with this interview at all but i may as well tell the listeners anyway panda right had its mot yesterday as i'm here speaking today uh, and it failed uh, which was unexpected um yeah. and the, the reason for failure it was the lower suspension arm ball joint was excessively worn and that's that's down to many things a british roads yes also the stiff suspension and obviously it's 14 years old so it's getting on a bit um but anyway that was fixed this morning passed its mot and it's back on the road yes it's alive panda is alive paolo is back um but yeah that was just a random random piece of info um now if you had to summarize the mg3 in one sentence, what would it be? One sentence? Yeah. The best car in the <laughs> world. There we go. Right, if that summed it up, well, yeah, it has. So, would you recommend an MG3 to somebody? Definitely. It's the thinking person's Fiesta. I think it is. Yeah. It's got nearly all the features. It drives as well, maybe if not better. Yeah. Sounds better, and it's nearly half the price. Yeah, I do. I, I do think it's it's amazing. And my my follow up question was going to be, what made you choose the MG3 over a Fiesta, for example? But I think you've just answered that. So there we go. I think this is a cue to move away swiftly from the MG3, and let's move on to your old car, which is your first car, right? The Toyota Aygo, which I believe is on your wall. The opposite way. It's on the wall. It's on this wall. Yes, there we are. There we are. The Macmobile. Um, obviously, listeners can't see that, but trust me, it, it's amazing, amazing, amazing car. And I'm a big fan of the old Ego. I am. I think it's great. I loved it. What do you miss most about it? The noise. Yeah, three cylinder. Three cylinder thrum. One liter, is it? Yeah. And being able to park it literally anywhere you want. It's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. And I do miss our old Toyota Yaris a lot as well, which was similar in many ways, apart from it's a four-cylinder, but still had the same power, which I don't really get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, little Toyotas, especially older ones, they're just... There's something about them. There's a, la- there's a lady at my work who's got a Mark One Yaris. And oh. it's her first car as well. Uh, she's a few years older than me, so she's had it 
a good while and she absolutely adores it and will not change it for anything else. Well, I don't blame her at all. They're really, really good. And we wouldn't have sold the Aris if it wasn't for the Panda. I mean, it was a bit of a last minute thing because I can tell you the story. Friday, we had the Aris, right? Saturday, I borrowed a Panda 100 HP for an article. Sunday, we bought oh, yeah. one. Sunday, we bought one. Wow. <laughs> that quick. Monday, we collected it and we were like, okay, the Aris is going to have to go, which is a shame because it's good condition. It did like 50,000 miles. It um, was really nice. But because of lockdown. I think we started speaking when that happened. Yeah. I seem to remember it being a fairly recent thing. What, the, the Yaris being sold? Yeah, when was that? I think you're right. It's July. July. Yeah, I Might think you're be. right. I remember sending you the YouTube link saying, give it a watch. A bit of yes, a pluggy that's fashion. a great video. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's a little story. Little Toyotas are really cool. Really, really cool. Now, I could ask this question, but it's probably quite difficult, or it might not be difficult. You might know the answer. How do you race and buy? Ago or MG3? Which do you prefer? Every day I prefer the MG. Yeah. Just because it's more solid. It's just more car. Yeah, bigger it's as well. Like really comfortable, bigger, decent boot, easy to fit things and people in it, features. Yeah. The radio doesn't change whenever you go over a speed hump like the Igo used to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you'd have both if you could. If I could, if I could, if I had a garage that I could fit things in. Yeah. And I had excessive insurance money, I would have three. Yeah. You'd be the next hub nut, wouldn't you? You'd be the next hub nut. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to buy a cheap car and try and flog it on but i've got this fear of becoming attached to it so much <laughs> yeah i'd I know. love to do that i would love to do that as well one day i'd love to buy a daywoo matiz weirdly just because they're so cheap and three cylinder again and characterful yeah, they're cool. really really cool and i've spent far too far too long watching hubnut videos on them <laughs> far too long and let's move on swiftly to the peugeot partner van Okay, I know we talked about this earlier on in the podcast, but if you had to describe that in one sentence, what would it be? <laughs> I love poo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that like describes it. it very well. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you if you had to replace the Peugeot, what would you get? Oh, am I being I sensible or not sensible? Well, just say let's just say you'd have to use it for detailing, and so it can be sensible or not. It's up to you. But you'd have Maybe to live a Sherpa. A Sherpa? Yeah. Really, really, really? Oh, amazing. I wasn't expecting... Well, I did expect that a bit. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you there. I think that would add quite a, uh, a lot of character to the little business. Mm. Great idea. Great idea. And I don't know if there's anything much else to talk about, really. Um, so I think we'll slowly bring this podcast to a close. Now, would you like to give your social media uh, a plug? Yeah, why not? Let's be shameless. Yeah, okay, go on. My Instagram is mostly where you can find me. Um, I've spent too much time on it. And it is mg3 underscore Macland, M-E-C-K-L-A-N-D. Yep. And how about your detailing? That is simply LM Valting Aberdeenshire, all one thing. Easy and to remember. You're on Facebook as well for the Valting? 
Yeah, that's the same, the same name as well. Exact same. So everybody, go check out Lewis's social media and his valeting company. It's been mm-hmm. an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. I've been looking forward to it for the past couple of weeks. Thank you. Um, and yeah, you can come on. You can, yeah, it's been really, really great. You can come on again in future, I am sure, and we can do a part two talking absolute nonsense because there's a lot of stuff we still haven't talked about. A lot of stuff. Such and two CVs. A Citroen two series and all sorts. It's all it's all coming to me now. More Leyland chat and stuff like that. Yeah. We can do a part two soon. And Piston Podcast fans, if you're listening, is there any fans out there? The guests are not done. Um I've had even messages today, people that want to come on. I think so far I've got seven guests that want wow. to come on, which is quite amazing. So over the next many, many weeks, we're gonna have all sorts of different guests from around the country that do different things. So I'm very excited. Um and yeah, this has been the Piston Podcast. Uh, like you can't like it. Subscribe to the Piston Podcast. Give it a positive review. Blah, blah, blah. Follow me on social media. I don't know your five. Follow me on social media. Follow Lewis on social media as well. MG3 underscore Mackland. And what else is there? Follow the Piston Podcast as well on Twitter at Piston Podcast. That's it for the useless, useless plugging. Thank you, Lewis, ever so much for coming on. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you. And thank you to listeners for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Piston Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Just before you go, remember you can follow me on social media at DanielCarzo5 and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Piston Podcast. See you next time for more interesting car chat.